From bureaus worldwide, this is CNA 938 World Report. I'm Laura Macon-Isherwood in London. And I'm Jagruti Dave in Washington. We begin today with President Biden's message to ASEAN. He told a virtual summit of ASEAN leaders that the US recognizes the group's centrality in the region. He's pledged more than $100 million to fund fresh initiatives between the US and ASEAN's member states. And he underscored his view that ASEAN has a big role to play with regard to China. Our US Bureau Chief Simon Marks reports. White House officials believe that for President Biden, just showing up at the virtual ASEAN meeting was a step in the right direction, contrasting his approach to the Indo-Pacific with that of his predecessor Donald Trump. America's last president sat ASEAN meetings out in 2017, and President Biden wanted to make sure his hosts understood that America's involvement in the Association of Southeast Asian Nations will be unwavering for as long as he is at the helm. Our bottom line is that ASEAN is essential, I want to say that is essential to the regional architecture of the Indo-Pacific. And the United States is committed to ASEAN's centrality. It's a linchpin for maintaining the resilience, the prosperity and security of our shared region. And I want you to know I am truly looking forward to working with you to advance not only our many shared interests, but our shared values and shared vision for a region where every country can compete and succeed on a level playing field. And all nations, no matter how big or powerful, abide by the law. At no point in those opening remarks did the president use the word China, although it was apparent there that he was talking about Beijing and the efforts he wants ASEAN to lead, trying to inspire China to become, from Washington's perspective, a more respectable player on the world stage. At the White House later, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan tried to make a further virtue of the US determination to show up, not just for the ASEAN meeting on Tuesday and the East Asia summit it on Wednesday, but also for the upcoming G20 in Rome and the COP26 climate change summit in Glasgow. Neither China nor Russia will be attending the summit in person at the leader level, largely it seems due to COVID-19. The US and Europe will be there uh, and they'll be there energized and united at both the G20 Uh, and COP26, driving the agenda. You can't, he implied, seek to be a world power if you don't actively and in person participate in the big picture events on the global calendar. But he did concede that the only face-to-face meeting his boss, the president, has managed to secure with President Xi will be a virtual one, sometime before the end of the year. If it's not possible in person because of Xi's uh, travel constraints, uh, doing it by uh, virtual meeting is the next best thing. That's what we're intending to do. And we're intending to do that because in an era of intense competition between the U.S. and China, intense diplomacy at the highest levels, leader level diplomacy, is vital to effectively managing this relationship. With regards to that management, there were further developments on Tuesday. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. supports what he called Taiwan's robust, meaningful participation at the United Nations. He said Taiwan's exclusion from the U.N., it lost its seat there 50 years ago when it was replaced by the PRC undermines the world body's work. And there was further criticism by the US of the military in Myanmar. The president himself urging ASEAN to hold the military accountable for the February coup and urging the immediate release of all political detainees. I'm Simon Marks in Washington.